Oh, dude. It's bad when a team scores 10 goals on you in a single game before you score your 10th goal of the season. But it's even worse when you follow up that performance by giving up yet another 10 goals. Roll it! Our expectations, oh, they were low, but holy, oh my God. This team is now this meme. I hate to say it. (laughs) (sighs) Welcome back to another episode of The Pucknologist, your only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free San Jose Sharks podcast, wrapping up yet another week of Sharks hockey here as part of Teal Town, USA. Remember, you can help us stay commercial-free by using that Super Chat option during the live shows or preferably donate using Venmo and find us at Teal Town USA. But if it's your first time checking out the cast, remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel and leave your take in the comments section below if you're not with us on the live stream. And if you're audio-only, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And the 24-7 Sharks Talk never ends on our Discord channel. Hit up the jerk man on Twitter, at hockey underscore jerk, to get your very own invitation to the Discord server. And as always this season, we're giving away some prizes, so pay attention. But uh, jerk, I I think it's uh, time to crack it right now. Does it sound like a good time? Oh, are we cracking it? Okay. Hold on. Let me grab mine. Oh, baby. Hit it, baby. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if this is going to work, but here we go. Ready, ready, ready? Crack it. Ready? Oh, that sip. Crack? <laughs> that sip, baby. Oh, man. Oh, All right. Dude, the, on- the, the only place to start is, can the Sharks be any worse? Um, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Jury's still out. <laughs> I don't, did I even do I even have the numbers right on the uh what was it Duclair and who else scored last night? Oh, McDonald. Yeah, okay. So I got yeah, it right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I have the goalie numbers right because I just tapped out. I couldn't I couldn't watch anymore. I'm like forget it. Oh, oh, AO coming in hot already. Hey, Thank yo. you. <laughs> My super chat is how much sharks tickets should cost. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> You're not wrong. I don't know where do we dude, where do you start? I don't even know like what I, I like everything that's gone gone on the last seven days and even really the Sharks started their week on Thursday. So really everything that's gone on the last three days, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say. Like, I don't know how we can break this down in any way that's informative or constructive. Like the Sharks got pumped. 21 to 3 this week. Yeah. <laughs> like I like your your um your expression always comes to mind of you know you can polish a turd but it's still a turd. This goes even further. There's no polish on this. Oh, like I... it's it's bad 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 bad. Yeah. It's it, it's a stinky one to uh to say the least. 
Uh, I mean, all right, let's just hit these really quick, and then we can move on. Uh, Kakinen starts versus Vancouver, mercifully yanked after getting run. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but, dude, the Sharks had three straight days off before that game. Now, I know, you know, Monday they had their Halloween party. Good for them. But Canucks hosted Nashville the Tuesday before, and somehow 13 different Canucks had points. And Demko remains perfect in San Jose. Hell yeah. <sighs> dude, the special teams got absolutely walked. And then, you know, it all came down to this poor kid. This poor kid that they had to show on the uh, broadcast, dude. <laughs> My first Sharks game. And at that point, second intermission, it's eight. And it's, the, it's, the, it's their birthday, too. Uh, oh, dear God. Like, I, I hope that the Sharks, like, hooked them up. Or at the very least had said to them, like, hey, like. Signed you know, puck, at least. Thanks for coming out. We really appreciate your support. You know, sorry we suck. Yeah. I mean, we promise we'll be good when you actually have a job. Right. Like, I don't know. It's like you said, you know, you lose 10 to 1. Like, that's, you know, that's crazy. That's historical, right? To do it twice, you know, in a row, two games in a row, they've allowed 10 goals, which, you know, that's not happened in 58 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the Sharks make history in just the worst ways. I would say most of the time they make history in the worst ways. Oh, oh is it time for a Game 7 wank? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say Game 7? Uh, Let's just recap that game instead. Yeah, no doubt. That's what everybody wants to hear. Right? Uh, Sturm, <laughs> following the game, said you can't blame this on the coaches for the 10-1 hammering, saying... We're way too easy to play against. Um, well, guess what? It's also way too easy to run a Sharks goalie, evidently. Um, dude, that pissed me off seeing dude, that. Dude, what, what's wrong with these images? Are we not loading? Stupid! I don't know. Things are acting a little twerking. Here we go. There it is. Yeah. So Chief gets run, and you got the guy who, you know, that obviously it was, you know, it wasn't intentional. He's just trying to get in there and make a play. But this is what pisses me off, dude. Why are the Canucks helping Kakinen up? You know, why is there not a single shark in this? You know, like, I'm not saying they have to, uh, you know, the team has to roll off the bench and go over there and start throwing hands, but at least help your boy out. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too. Does this not, like, the fact that, you know, all five Canucks players are right by Capo Kakinen checking on him to make sure he's okay, is that, I mean, and, you know, there was some conversation about, you know, well, you know, most of the Sharks players didn't see that Capo was down, which... What the hell are you looking at? Well, but that, but, but here's what I'm saying is, it, it does that not expose the Sharks defense, the fact that in the defensive zone... The five closest players to the to their goalie were all Canucks players. Like, is that not just an exposure of how bad their defense is, <laughs> dude? But not only that, dude. But and I made the point on Twitter, and I know we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast over the years. And I don't want to say who, who is the you know I don't want to say you know who could fix this because it's not worth it. But. <laughs> Is it an EK-65 hole in the team? No, it's a, you know, it's a different hole. But 
the Sharks, since they've started, since they've been missing the playoffs, right, 2019, 2020, the Sharks have done a shit job at standing up for each other. Oh. 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 All right, and we're back. I don't know what the oh. hell happened there. That Are we was... back? Hello? <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I using Puck Guy's computer? What the hell happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, dude, the fucking, dude, the, the sharks, they knew where we were going. They oh, that's, the dude, did they just hack us? Are we back, <laughs> by the way? Or... Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah, the, um, yeah. We wow, had, that, was, uh... that was, dude. Yeah, Jonathan Becker unplugged us. Um <laughs> No, uh, the the point I was trying to make is is you know there's there's just not enough, and when I say not enough, it's not the best way to put it. There's no standing up for one each other. There's no, hey, that's my guy. Like you better back the shit off. You know what I mean? Like you know, what? I remember during during the hub season, you know, the season where it was just you only played your division. You you saw, I believe it was Max Pacioretty you know, hit Couture in, in kind of a, a, a not so, I wouldn't say dirty, but it definitely wasn't a clean way. And, you know, despite dressing Curtis Gabriel and making a whole to do about how he was, you know, going to patrol the ice as the sheriff, like nobody stood up for Couture. So Couture jumped Pacioretty himself. Well, dude, like remember when uh, Chara and Kane had a big issue and nobody stood up and Kane's like, okay, screw it. I'll do it myself. Right. <clears throat> you know what though? Um, I want to apologize to the people that are uh, with us right now. We're going to have to take like a five minute break because I'm noticing a couple things here that I don't like. So we're going to, uh, we're going to take five, hang out on the stream. Um, it will go dark for about five minutes and then we're going to resume, but I definitely want to uh, tackle whatever this problem is. So thanks for sticking around. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Um, cause this is. This is very much annoying me. <laughs> so we'll be, give us, uh, give us five minutes. Okay, everybody. The, uh, and well, the whole thing is that I can't, if I hit finish, it's going to stop the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe, okay, you know what? Let's just try to trudge on and see what the hell happens. This is, yeah, this is I, super annoying. I have, yeah, I have it on my, you know, I, I have it up on my computer right now and, and you know, the audio is fine. It's just, it's yeah, just the video is a little video sketch. The video and the UI is all dragging. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on today. Um, all right. Yeah. Buff, buff, buffering. So, and the other thing that gets me is Hurdle literally called this out a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a Hurdle blast sharks, lack of response after Predators player runs over Blackwood. It's like, there was like, this isn't something, I mean, it's something that they've been looking at for couple weeks now and you know this is it's not as if this was long forgotten this like literally just happened and you're already like oh poor guy cacking he'll be okay right it, it's and i wonder too like the the point that we had made last week i i i do wonder if you know the fact that a lot of these guys they feel like they're here maybe in transition like it's one team from the next or one situation from the next you know what i mean and i do wonder if that plays a role in it um but i i, I don't know it, it it's concerning because how much have we talked about oh you know okay the sharks are terrible but they're building a foundation they're moving forward they're doing all the right things and then it's like nobody wants to step up for the goaltender getting blown up you know what i mean mhm mm um, but I mean, dude, what it was, what it was four goals in the first four in the second four or 
two in the third. Is that what it was? Yeah, because yeah, so it was eight nothing after two periods. Yeah, Vancouver it was four four two, and then Pittsburgh it was two five three. Either way, I think we do have some uh, video from uh, the end of each period from that Vancouver game. Let's see if we can't roll that. Hopefully, everything turns out all right. Fucking embarrassing! It's fucking embarrassing! Fucking embarrassing! Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Mike. I just don't like you, you, you hear the expression, you know, I'm at the end of my rope, right? Like the rope has been gone for weeks. Oh like, yeah. I don't know. Like, and, and this is the thing, like losing is going to make the, like losing is going to make things worse. And then when things are worse, it's going to be harder to not keep losing. Like the sharks are so shell shocked right now. You know, Riley Smith scored 90 seconds into the game, and you would have a hard time convincing me that the Sharks weren't like, yeah, okay, we're going to lose. Well, like Nine, dude, 90 seconds in. Half, they're so rattled right now. Well, dude, like almost half the goals that they've given up have come in the first three minutes or last three minutes of a period. I honestly feel like the Sharks are just, you know, it, it kind of feels like to me they just, they know what they are and they know what's going to happen. And so it's like, why bother? That's the vibe that I get, you know, because again, and then we're going to get into it much later. But if you recall a week ago when we did our, you know, whatever we're calling it now, Hero Zero or whatever it is, like, if you recall my hero, I had a two pack a week ago. Yeah. Would you be surprised if I told you that I'm literally rolling over my answer because nothing's changed? Uh, I, I have no problems with that. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Which is, you know it, what, bitches, I'm going to put in the same effort that you guys put in. <laughs> it's just, no, but, but here's the thing. It's, it's so embarrassing that that answer is unchanged. You know what I mean? Oh, dear Lord. It's embarrassing. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do, but I feel like even like, obviously the sharks are trying to bottom out and be terrible and get a draft pick. We all understand that, but this goes beyond that. Right. This yeah. goes beyond building for the future. It feels like you're just it feels like you're just playing in shit. Well, the other notable about this as well is uh, Hoffman first scratch of the season. You know what, though? I do give him credit because when he got back into the lineup, it he, he started the game playing with some jump. Can't say that he ended the game with some jump, but he started. Well, didn't he? Wasn't he replaced by McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> In the, versus Pittsburgh, so it's just yeah, which is oh for fuck's sakes, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then so and then down the you know years from now because it was you know the worst home loss ever at San Jose Arena. There will be people who go, oh man, I remember being there. It was horrible. Well, if you were <laughs> okay, because yikes, they said tickets distributed ten thousand seven hundred. If there were more than 8,000 fans there. Well, but not only that, but why, like, you're you're absolutely right. Where, you know, down the road, there's going to be, you know, you're going to have 30,000 people who were like, yeah, I was at both those games. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> you're just, you're, you know, you're, you're just trying to tell a cool story. You know, it's the, it's the same people who were at the Timo Meyer five goal game. It's the same people who were at the game where Eric Carlson got his a hundredth point, like, you know, they're all at the, you know, conveniently, they only go to the games or something notable happens. I wish I had that luck. <laughs> no know? doubt, dude. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, all right, so let's move on to the Pittsburgh game, which you know was almost a carbon copy. More of the same, yeah. Yeah, reasonable fa- facsimile, if you the will. Only, the only difference I would say is I feel like against the Canucks, I feel like the Sharks were dead and useless the whole game, where I feel like against Pittsburgh, the Sharks were only dead and useless in the second and third period. All right. I could, I could yeah, the, the feels. I mean, dude, like, and, and I know people were making fun of, and probably rightfully so, but people were making fun of how the broadcast was giving the Sharks an A-minus grade after the first period while being down 2-0, but I don't think they played all that badly. I think they... I think they kind of got victimized by Riley Smith a little bit, but other than that, I thought it was pretty even. Did and... you see Ian in the chat? I was there, man. Prove I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Twonsky in the chat. Oh, man. Do you think the Sharks have reached out to Phil Kessel or any other free agents? I, dude, if I'm Phil well, Kessel's agent, I'm not taking any fucking phone calls that has 408. No. You see that 408 area code, you fucking decline the call yeah send that shit straight to voicemail yeah you you roll down the car window and you launch that phone out (laughs) like honest like honestly like and and the thing is like let's just say hypothetically right um you know the sharks they kind of look at themselves and they say hey we're really terrible like we got to do something here why would the play and I, i don't recall who said it i saw a couple people on twitter saying it but it's like why i we might have even talked about it last week it's like why not like you know the trade deadline is still a long ways away, right? It's still, you know, four months away. Why not just start our trade deadline sell-off now, you know? Keep certain veterans, but, like, if if the expectations are way less than zero, and, like, why not just say, okay, all the kids in the lineup, you know? Well, what's the worst that could happen, Right. You right. I mean, I bet I bet the Sharks would win more <laughs> games doing that. Honestly. Well, uh, uh, what what's the six six nine area code? Because Josh said, "Good to know." Call him off a six six nine area code. Uh, six six nine is also a San Jose area code that's like splintered off of the four hundred eight one. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a, the Toronto basically, code or some basically, shit. Basically, <laughs> from what I understand, basically, if you have a six six nine area code, you've you've moved to San Jose like within the last five years. Ah, uh. more or less. Oh. Speaking as somebody who's lived in Las Vegas for four years and still has a 408 area code, but whatever. <laughs> I ain't changing that shit. You can't make me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, dude, Blackwood gets a start, Get you know, got yanked after getting scored on more than Lauren, Lauren Bobert at a Beetlejuice play. Oh! Kevin LeBanc gets healthy scratched. Dude, we were like all like all juiced to have him back, and then he's already getting scratched. Which I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand healthy, healthy scratching anybody. Like, okay, so you, you well, take who's what's the benefit of having, I don't know, Cunning in there or Smith over LeBanc? Like, aren't we desperately, you know, aren't the Sharks desperately searching for any type of an offense? And you're going to take, like, you know, oh, hold on, wait for it. Game seven hero, Kevin LeBanc. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but here's my point. So, like, they come out like, so the the lines are announced for the Pittsburgh game, right? And it was like, okay, Hoffman's going back in, LeBanc is coming back coming out, uh, McDonald is going in, and I can't recall who came out for McDonald. But it was like, you know, they announced these line changes, right? And I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, what's what's the difference? <sighs> right? 
the shark like the sharks get pumped ten to one. You can't tell me that tweaking your third line is going to help you. Like at at this point, like and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I'll say it next week too, probably. At this point, the sharks need to prioritize playing people who are going to be on this team beyond this year. Uh, like that. That's just what. Because what? Because then what are you going to do? All these guys who are pending free agents, you're going to try and play them and get their cachet high high up enough to be able to trade them and then when there's seven weeks left in the season be like okay Bortolo here you go show us something and then kind of hard to get his footing because it's so close to the end of the season and then fast forward next year he'll be in the AHL again because Mike Greer has signed 14 other fourth line players (sighs) I'm just saying I don't get the point I don't don't get it well the the only time that the Sharks could score versus Pittsburgh were on the power play yet somehow (laughs) couldn't Score when they got 52 seconds of a five on three. Well, here's the other thing, dude. And didn't even get a shot on goal with five this, on three. Dude, this week, the Sharks have only scored on the power play. <laughs> Remember when that was their Achilles heel? <laughs> dude, the Sharks literally cannot score unless the deck is stacked in their favor. What does that tell you? Dear God. Um, hey, the, it, it's fair and square, and you suck. But if we stack it in your favor, you might do okay. Like, it's terrible. <sighs> it's terrible. Well, Vlasic following the game said, we all have to play together. We've all been on our own page the last couple weeks. And I'm sorry, that's from the pregame. Um, but we've all been on our own page the last couple weeks. Again, how is this still a thing? Goalies get run, somebody gets run or whatever. Don't see the guys rally. And then wasn't it, uh, shit, wasn't it Martin Jones's last season here when he was saying at the end of the season or towards the end of the season, everybody was kind of just doing their own thing? Yeah, everybody went their own way. Yeah. And it's like, and here we are again. Of course, we, we, l- lest we forget, uh, at the end of that season, when the media asked Bob Bugner if he had any thoughts on the starting goalie for the last couple games of the season, and he basically said, not Jones. Yeah. So, <laughs> you <Dude>. know, <laughs> there's a reason for everything. Oh, man. Oh, oh, okay. AO is correcting me. It said that five on three with only one shot on goal. Hella pissed me off. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see the one shot on goal. I'm not, you know, I'm sure it did happen, but, you know, I was starting to fade in and out at that point. I mean, it, it, it's. I'll tell you this, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. It's a really good thing that the NHL puts together such in-depth highlight packages. Hell yeah! Right, because like, it, you know, obviously this is our commitment to you to talk about the games that we watch and let you know what our thoughts are. But it, it's taken a lot more work than usual to fucking keep up here, dude. And um. Look, I, I, I know over the last four seasons, five seasons, whatever, I've I've had a lot of fun. Who hasn't? Poking, prodding, beating the EK65 drum. We know mm-hmm. this. But dude, those signs <laughs> on the glass. Chief Post putting a sign on the glass. EK65, your deal sank the sharks. And then... A shot of the day he was brought in, and it's the day when sharks were doomed. Thanks, DW. And that chief actually got that sign on the pregame show as well. 
Um, and for the person who did send me this photo, you know who you are, and I super appreciate it, dude, because I couldn't, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I was like, okay, see, so I'm, I'm not the only one. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with what the sign said. I just think it's funny that it's like, okay, I'm not the only one who thought like the sharks probably could have done better than, you know, going with EK65. But, dude, I, you, I'm, you, and and many people were very hot about that. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Hey, now. Be, I mean, honestly, like. It had again, people talking, I, dude. It had okay, people talking. I It did, and I understand that. But, okay, I, I've asked the question so many times, including on this podcast, and I will ask again, just for fun. Sure. Did Eric Carlson cause COVID? No. <laughs> no, he did not. Did Eric Carlson tell Jonas Donskoy, Gus Nyquist, and Joe Pavelski, hey, you guys should not sign here, and you should go take better opportunities elsewhere. Because keep in mind, Jonas Donskoy, he wasn't getting the money that Colorado paid him from the Sharks. Gus Nyquist wasn't getting that money from the Sharks. <laughs> well, dude, so, how, many, how many Pucknologist episodes did we start off with you going, it's day whatever uh, in the year of our Lord, and Jonas Donskoy still hasn't scored a goal. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the thing. Like, and and you know, I do feel bad because Donskoy did end up having to retire for injury related reasons. But you recall last year, he I, he didn't have a goal in like forty games. And I remember having the conversation with you of like, this is the guy that's supposed to fucking rescue the Sharks. Like, right. it, it's just so stupid to me because. And I know you 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 have to play the hand you're dealt. I totally understand that. But you need to think, not you, just generally speaking. <laughs> you? You need, to, you need to think back to the summer of 2019. Nobody knew what COVID was. It was, you know, one of the few things that was universally agreed upon was that in five years or less, the salary cap was going to be $100 million. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what the COVID was. So I, I don't know how... I don't know why I don't understand why Eric Carlson is being blamed for easy target, easy target for sure, which I understand. But I'm just telling you, if you blame Eric Carlson for what is going on with the Sharks right now, I personally think that you are stupid. (laughs) And I Uh. if you don't like and if you don't like that, if you think I'm being harsh by saying that, you're probably one of the people who thinks Eric Carlson is to blame. Yeah, and I and I just showed the sign because I thought it was funny. It was definitely oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, it was definitely something of note. And I, you know, I I see the 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 comments in the chat. Obviously, um, I don't want to relitigate the whole you know Evander Kane deal or the contracts that Vlasic or Hurdle got or you know obviously the Carlson deal or not giving Pavelski the third year, not getting Tavares. Like I don't want to go down that fucking hole again. Right, but it, uh, but but to but, your point, but it was a funny sign. <laughs> but to but to your point, that that road goes so much further, right? It goes. I mean, you could argue like if you want to, you know, I don't really think it would be all all that of a convincing argument just because of what the Sharks did after he left. But if you really want to stretch this thing out, you could say that not re-signing Marlowe in 2016, it you know started all of this. You could you I you could say it. I don't think you would be making a good point, but you could say it. Dude, I think you know? I think you need to get to uh, get together with Dangle and do one of those uh, trees, those family tree videos. 
Yeah, well, like, <laughs> uh, again, like, you know, the salary cap, you know, I know it didn't do what it was supposed to, but it was supposed to do something, right? And I don't know, this is the other thing that I find hilarious, is, you know, the day that the Sharks acquired Eric Carlson was when everything went to shit, right? Then, if that were true, how did the Sharks make it to their fifth conference final in franchise history that year? How did the Sharks ice the best team they've ever iced in their franchise history? Like, that 2019 team that went to the Western Conference Final is better than the 16 team that went to the Cup Final. I'll fight anybody who disagrees. If they're all healthy, absolutely. Dude, yeah, exactly. And so I I just don't understand how that ruined everything when literally it precipitated their best season ever. Okay, this this is going to be a spicy meatball. Say it. I I have, uh, I've opened the Hot Takery Bakery. I've pulled, uh, dude, steam is coming off of this. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you will. Sure. People point to the downfall of this team beginning with not giving Pavelski a year or mm-hmm. signing Evander Kane, signing Eric Carlson, whatever. Uh, here's my sm- spicy meatball for you. You know, you okay. know when everything started to go to shit, mm-hmm. the team of Meyer hand pass. I've heard people. And we're back. <laughs> Are we actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should be back. Can you can you check that for me? Yeah, I got the video on. It's I have it on live right now, so we're still loading. I'm gonna give it a give it the old refresh. Yeah, the old the old one too. Oh, got a Harbor Freight advertisement. Got to pay the bills. Oh man. <laughs> oh dude, molasses throwing out some dude, 1995 humor. AJ, someone needs to get off your landline. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're good. All right, and so, also this the stream the stream seems a lot smoother too. Yeah, no, and again, apologies, uh, apologize to our audience, our affiliates. Uh, if you could uh, retweet that we're back, we'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, Jonathan it, Becker could just stop cutting our stream. I know, dude. <laughs> so yeah, sorry about that. That's on me. Uh, I didn't do a hard reset before the show. I usually do, uh, but uh, I had limited time coming into uh, tonight. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, what I was saying was, yeah, my conspiratorial take on this whole thing is, uh, the, the sharks, it all went to shit when the TMO Meyer hand pass happened. The hockey gods still paying us back. Which I think is fun. Like when you just look at it from a timing perspective, I think it's funny and it may, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, I, no, it I makes no of, sense. It's just well, I, it's coincidentally. Right. But I, I, you know, I find it like. I've seen a lot of blues fans say that like anytime the sharks lose and it's like, I've seen a lot of blues fans where they're like, Oh, eh, that's what you get for uh Timo <sighs> Meyer hand passing it. And my whole thing is like, at last I checked the blues won that series and they <laughs> won the cup that year. Yeah. So it's like, quit your bitches. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm just, it's, I don't know. Like, like here's, and I'll give you another example just because you brought it up. If Vegas ends up winning game seven, do you think anybody in Las Vegas is talking about the major penalty? No way. Of course not. No way. You say, oh man, remember when we faced adversity and we fucking battled back? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finally to put a bow on the on the the Pittsburgh game. And again, this I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I also don't like having smoke blown up my ass. 
Mm-hmm. The, you know, they, they called the game on Saturday a sellout. I'm watching, I have eyes. I'm not saying that it wasn't a sellout. I'm not saying that, you know, 10-562 or 10-435 or whatever the capacity is now. I'm not saying that they didn't distribute that many tickets. I'm, I'm simply saying when I was watching the game, saw some a decent amount of seats that were empty. And well, <laughs> It's funny that you say that because there was one point in the game, it was in the first period, where something happened and the crowd sounded really loud. And I didn't even consider the fact that there was a giveaway, which usually draws out people. Well, my my thought immediately went to like, are they piping in that, you know, canned noise from the COVID era again? Mm. And then they did a wide shot. And I'm like, oh, there's there's people there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and see, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like Vancouver looked empty. But it, dude, it's Saturday night. It's the not only getting Crosby and Malkin in, you know, two of the biggest names in hockey, but it's the return of Eric Carlson. It's arguably the most popular giveaway of the season being handed out. Mm-hmm. So it's okay then, you know. And, yeah. and, and to be fair, I would have, uh, I probably would have held back that giveaway for a game that probably needs a little more juice to goose those ticket sales, but. Yeah, I because I kind of think a Saturday against Eric Carlson, I kind of think that alone would bring people in. Mm-hmm. Because you know, for every for every person that is glad Eric Carlson's gone, there are some people who are bummed that he is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I and heard I, Shalena said when they rolled the uh, Carlson tribute video that the, she definitely heard mixed response. Right, which is, I think was to be expected. Of course, uh, definitely. I mean, one of the most polarizing players. The teams ever had phantom asking who said it was a sellout uh go sh- go check uh shang and pashelka they always tweet- i was gonna say the, sh- the shark said it was a sellout that, yeah the sharks told shang and pashelka it was a sellout so <laughs> they reported it um oh no of course molasses got to point out no 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 it was the return of nieto bro that's what it drew of course it, Mala- i don't know i mean you watched the game but dude Molasses, I think, was on life support after that Nieto goal last <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, we, we do take the occasional question. Uh, Rusty James asked, maybe you can talk on the podcast sometime about the future of the Sharks in San Jose or lack thereof. I'm not a local fan. Attendance is abysmal on TV and seems to be getting worse. The team has no real marketable player until Will Smith comes. What's the feeling? The Sharks are not going anywhere. Yeah. If the, they were going to leave, they would have done it by now. N- no doubt. Um, like, they, I, they, 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 they outlived their really shitty TV deal. Like, Did they? Um, well, I thought there was like had, another year left on that piece of shit. Well, if they haven't outlived it, they are still choosing to outlive it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not going anywhere. Like, there's, you know, it's not happening. So, I mean, nothing is working for anybody. <laughs> I mean, like it would I think I tweeted it out at one point going, you know, I wouldn't feel so just ugh, about all these losses if at least we saw somebody out there buzzing, whether it was like Zadina mm-hmm. or Duclair or Hoffman, you know, just the whole, you know, hey, I had my guy. Right. And um plus the guys that you have on the last year of their deal, like LeBanc, we mentioned earlier. I mean, what is the trade deadline going to look like for the Sharks if everybody is shit? 
you know? I, yeah, I, I think at that point you would just be hoping like, hey, you know, I, I think you'd just be hoping like, hey, this is a good player playing on a shitty team with shitty line mates. Like, you're not going to have the same experience if you trade for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That said, you you might get a good deal on them, but that's not to say that you're going to get a bad player. And, and you know, I do think I, you know, going to steal your thunder a little bit here just because I saw it in your note. I do think it is time to just start loading up the lines. Totally. And and Ricky has a, has a good, solid point in here, of course. Winning is what's marketable, not players. Fairweather fan isn't that informed about prospects either. And, yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest, dude. Hurdle and Couture are really the only mar- – I mean, Eklund to a slightly lesser degree, maybe Ferraro. Those are the those are your faces that you're putting out there. But here's the thing, dude. I'll, I'll do you one better. Everybody on the team has the capability to be marketed. The Sharks just do a shit job at marketing. Fair, like, po- fair they, point. Like even even in the days of Pavelski and Couture and Marlowe and Thornton and all these guys, like they've never done a good job at marketing their players. So I, I, I do think it's a bit, uh, I do think it's, it's a bit of a misnomer when people say, Oh, the sharks don't have any marketable players. No, they're all marketable. The sharks just don't market them. (laughs) Uh, you You know, like if if you're, if you're, if you're the sharks, like, and this would require self-awareness, which you and I agree, there's not a lot of that going around, but if you're the sharks and you like the last five weeks, you have, you know, the last five weeks you've been watching and you see that William Eklund is your <clears throat> your MVP of the season, which albeit doesn't, you know, really mean all that much, but you know, Eklund's been the best player this season. Why are you not turning around and pumping out a commercial like, you know, whether or not you actually think it's true, just the future is now. William Eklund and the San Jose Sharks are taking on the Calgary Flames. You know, like Yeah, absolutely. Why not why not have it be situational? Why not say, okay, who is playing well for us these last five weeks? It's Eklund and it's Zetterland. All right, let's fire up a commercial with them. Dude. Big but time. No, they don't do shit. They haven't done shit since like, you remember those real goofy commercials where it was like so and so Pavelski's a, a shitty detective, but he's a great yeah. hockey guy. And those commercials were on random those commercials were on random channels too. Yeah. So like you, 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 if you're not a fan, you could put your eyes onto hockey related things, you know? Yeah. I'd see those ads when I'm, if you're watching a Giants game or an A's game in April or October, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now all you see is just billboards about Eric Carlson cleaning out the trash and <laughs> we'll get to that. Stop. Don't be a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, do you, you think anybody gets waived? Uh, No. Just because, what are you going to do? You're just going to bury a, a body in the AHL, you know? Redeem like, Shimmick, I think, anyone? Right. Like I, I think at this point, I think they're, the Sharks are just going to stick with what they have. I, I still think they would be best suited to start their trade deadline tear down now and just roll with the kids all season. But mm-hmm. you know, you got to worry about the cap floor, which I don't think the Sharks have ever had to worry about the cap floor. But nah. You know, it is a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, because, look, the, the team doesn't have much in the way of speed. <clears throat> There's obviously not a lot of talent, especially when you're missing Couture and Barabanov or Barabanov, you know, depending on what part of the country you live in. Um, and the thing that kind of and, – and I want to say this hopefully for the final time and then we can just move on from it, but literally, it. literally everybody said this team was going to suck with, mm-hmm. the, with the exception of those that have their checks signed by Hasso Plattner. 
Well, dude, the rebuild is over, didn't you hear? Oh, uh, yeah. So I just, yeah, I just, I just, I don't understand the complaints on social media. I mean, we talked about it on the season preview show. Like 99% of the sports books, the podcasts, the, the publications all have the Sharks finishing last. This can't possibly be surprising. Now, maybe the fashion and how it's happening, sure, but certainly not the result. Uh, dude, you know, the top three goal scorers, or I shouldn't say goal scorers, just point getters for San Jose are not currently on the team right now. <laughs> Carlson's in yeah. Pittsburgh, Myers in Jersey, Couture's at his house trying to get better. Well, not only that, dude, but what if I told you, um, what if I told you that two of the guys who are tied for the top five in scoring this year are in the AHL? What if I told you that? <laughs> so, and that, that goes back to the commentary that I made earlier when it's like, okay, you come in and it's like, we're, you know, well, we lost 10 one and we are absolutely disgusted. So to show you that we care and we're adjusting, we're going to healthy scratch our 10th best forward. Like, <laughs> like, come on, like, who are you fooling? Well, and is Thrun still tied for like top among the defense in points? Uh, he is. Well, so because McDonald had a goal last night, he's tied for defensive scoring on the team. Yeah, okay. And, and how many games has McDonald played? <laughs> to, to McDonald has played two. Oh, and Thrun has played two. Oh, Jesus. Well, I guess Thrun and McDonald are the ones that uh, need to be on the blue line. That's your t There's your top pair, dude. Well, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been like Thrun has not played since the first week of the season, right? And he's still tied for <laughs> tied for fourth on the team in scoring, tied for first on the team in defensive scoring. Christ. Thomas Bort Thomas Bordalo is also tied for fourth on the team in scoring. He as well is in the AHL right now. And like, I understand, like, I understand you want your young prospects, you want them to play at a level that they most feel comfortable. I res I respect that mindset. But I'll say what I've said all along. You put Thrun, you put Bordalo in the lineup. Hell, you take it a step further. You put Gushkin in the lineup. You know, you put. Uh, we're we're, we're like, going to mention him later. You know, as well. you you call you call up Gavanka. Like just you know, like throw throwing. You call but Jacob Peterson back up. Like it literally cannot get worse. So why not just prioritize guys you want here beyond this year? Mm. As I've said it all along. Yeah. Uh, Ian saying the problem is that people are mad the Sharks have not been in the playoffs for you know five years, but that's not when the rebuild started. It started last year. Well, I mean we've talked that to death that you know the Sharks were the last ones to realize they needed to rebuild. Right. <clears throat> but I think the other thing that maybe of note, like okay, if fans are going to be losing their shit on the social about oh my god the team sucks blah blah blah, you know who I think needs to. I don't know, take a little bit of that responsibility is the coach, Quinn. He mm -hmm. said at the beginning, we certainly understand what people think about us outside of our organization, but let them feel that way. There's a quiet confidence within our group, and I know they're excited to get going. But, Season dude, started a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, dude, that's that, uh, what, what's the gift? Of uh, the guy who just kind of does that, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you just oh boy, I don't know about that. So, uh, Shang asked Quinn if he was worried about his job, and, and Quinn yeah, basically said, you know, no, I understand you got to ask that question, blah blah blah, but you know, whatever. Um, 
but is Quinn not worried about his job because no one else at the, in their right mind would take this gig? <laughs> well, and you know, it's something that you, you, you brought up the question a week ago and we kind of agreed that firing Quinn would be stupid, but I, I believe, I don't, I believe it might've been, it was, might've been Mark Purdy who pointed it out, but you know, maybe like regardless of the product on the ice, like maybe Quinn needs to go because it seems like the players are not responding to him. And that's something that I hadn't considered when we were having our conversation a week ago. And if that is a thing that's happening, then I think absolutely you got to get rid of him, especially, you know, it's apparent to me that guys like Eklund and guys like Kanijov and Zetterland are, they're not going anywhere. Like they are part of this future and they're going to be in the lineup on a nightly basis. So, you know, was anything about Quinn? Do you uh, have any recollections of anybody saying something like this when he was in New York? Um, you know, I, I I'm realizing that my views of David Quinn when he was with the Rangers are a lot different than what other people's views were. Like I always thought, like when he was on the Rangers, I always thought that he was a good coach just because of, funnily enough the way that he operated with younger players, right? Just things that I had observed. He seemed like he was really good with younger players. But then if you ask somebody who's a Rangers fan or you ask somebody who's a fan maybe on the East Coast or in the Metro Division, they kind of tell a different story. Yeah, they're like almost the polar opposite. Right. Hmm. Well, look, you know, and I I know Ian loves to joke from time to time with the whole fire everyone. <laughs> but it's like at this point, I mean, do you fire Quinn? Do you fire Greer for, for this nonsense? Do you fire Becker for this nonsense? Does Hasso just come in with the Spanish archer and sweep everybody out? I mean, I, I just... And somebody also brought up a point about Greer that said, you know, was Greer the right GM hire? You know, was there no one available that had solid rebuild experience? Um, I still think... Like I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to get out the pitchforks for Greer. Okay. Like because just ob- objectively, you know, for like, I give him credit for identifying that the Sharks are brutal and that they need to rebuild. I give him credit for that. It's not that's not that hard of a realization to come to, but he still did right. And I give him, <laughs> I, I I give him credit for doing that. I give him credit, you know the way this year's roster is constructed doesn't look good, obviously, but that was kind of the idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't blame it on Greer just because I still think Greer has been a net positive in terms of what he's brought to the team, you know? And I, you know, I see there's some conversation about Jonathan Becker being need to needing to be called out. Like, no, like that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. And, Hmm. Oh, I'm right there with you. It's just, you know, it's a, again, we pay attention. We d- read some things on social media and sometimes you go, okay, maybe this is a question worth asking or talking about. And then there's other times that you just dismiss it. But, um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, cause let's be honest, dude, when they announced Greer, it was like, oh fuck, here we go. Another former shark, right? <laughs> dude, in, in, in one year, two years, five years, however many years it takes for the sharks to rebound and to be a playoff team. Again, these the, the 30,000 plus people who were at Timo Meyer's five goal game and were at Eric Carlson's return game, you know, how many of them are going to say, "Oh man, 
I remember the lean years. You should have been there. We really powered through. All those people are the ones that are bitching right now and saying, oh, I, I don't want to be a fan of the team anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, Berg coming in. Uh, why did Hasso buy the team if he lives in Germany most of the time? Was he really expecting to make a lot of money asking for a friend? There's only 230 people in the world that have more money than him. So maybe he just likes hockey. That 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 question that question is a bit of a trap though because <laughs> I you know I would say I, I I feel comfortable saying actually that there's 32 teams in the NHL right now. I would say 24, which is 75 percent for the, for the math majors. I would say 24 of the 32 team owners don't live in the city their team plays in. Hmm. Solid point. So I, I and I understand there's a lot there's always a lot of dialogue about Hasso Plattner where, oh, he should be more involved, he should make a statement, he should do this, this, this. Why? Like what's the point of hiring people to do a job if you're just gonna step in front of them every time? Yeah. You know, I, I've made the point a million and one times. You well, go ask any you, you go ask anybody who's had a boss on their ass 24-7. Yeah, nobody likes a micro... very long at that job. Yeah, nobody likes a micromanager. And, and, and the whole thing, it's like, you hired somebody to do a job, let them do the job. But uh, I there, <laughs> just with the the whole Mike Greer thing, and, and I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, another former shark. But um, how, how do, how, let me see, how does it go again? There are those that remember what was... There will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. You cut out. Can you say that again? It was uh, it was the clip from the Avengers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it started, and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't hear it anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and actually with things, you know, now that the, uh, the stream seems to be rolling well and everything, I can probably go back to uh, the norm, if you will. All right. So... Look, I mean, how many goals for for the Sharks have come even strength versus special teams? Dude, half. Six five on five, six power play. <sighs> Current goal differential, dash 43. I mean, good Lord, dude. They, they've given up 40 even strength goals. They've given up 14 power play goals. And they've given up a shorty. Oh, man. So it's uh, it's going to be real fun. They, uh, four games coming up this week. It's going to be quite, quite the. Uh, the w- <sighs> Let me ask you this. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, because I think Randy Hahn brought this up at one point. So who we got? Um, it's Philly, Edmonton, Vegas, and Anaheim. All right, Philly, Edmonton, Vegas, and Anaheim. Now. Philly is doing much better than a lot of people projected at the beginning of the season. If you roll it back before the season started, it was what? The Sharks, Anaheim, Montreal, Philadelphia, I want to say Chicago. The, Chicago. They that was the red that was you know the the five front runners for the race to the bottom. Well, Anaheim's doing better than expected. Philly's doing better than expected. However, Edmonton is a fucking tire fire. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. But Randy Hahn brought up a a really valid point is now that we're where we are after 11 games, 
whoever does hand San Jose their first win is gonna is gonna become a fucking punchline. Yeah, they're gonna be that week's meme. <laughs> they're gonna be that. They're gonna be that week. Uh, that day's uh, Twitter main character. Oh yeah. No, you don't want to be that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you lost to the fucking Sharks, and so when Philly comes in, who knows? But say Philly beats San Jose. I mean, if just mm-hmm. like you know, life as we know it continues the way that it's going. But dude, when Edmonton comes in, if Edmonton loses to the Sharks, do you think? Like something in like is Woodcroft even going to be allowed on the plane? <laughs> you know, Edmonton is such a weird case study, right? Because there was a lot of dialogue about, okay, they're, they're playing a different game now. It's kind of more focused on sort of a two-way style, right? Where, you know, it's not, not going to be run and gun, more two-way style. And, you know, the jury is still out on whether or not that style is hurting them or helping them. But the thing is, and it's kind of the same as it was last year. The only difference is they got lucky last year. They need a freaking save, dude. <laughs> like bad. Uh, Ian's saying he thinks Edmonton's going to rebound. I mean, you would. Yeah, th- I think so too. <laughs> now, to be fair, Jerk played the law of averages and how'd that work out? <laughs> Yeah, but dude, even the like, like we're we're so you know we're like three layers deep now, where the law of averages are betting on the law of averages to help them rebound. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're also talking about a team that has arguably the best player in the league, and another player who I think most would look at and say the second best. Player. Yeah. You know, if not top five. Whew. But oh, it's man. the same. But <clears throat> excuse me, with with Edmonton, right? It's same shit, different day with Edmonton. The goaltending sucks. The bottom six sucks. The defense sucks. It's the same thing. They haven't figured it out yet, but everybody else has. Well, uh, dude, elephant in the room, and I know it's still early. Who who reps the, the, every team? From what I remember, because it's been made fun of year after year. Mm-hmm. Who represents the Sharks at the All Star Game this year? Dude, I haven't even fucking thought about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean dude, probably is Hurdle. It, who? Hurdle. Yeah. I mean, but... Just <sighs> because he's the least bad. <laughs> yeah. Or like biggest name or something. Yeah, biggest name. But, I mean, good lord. I, I really hope that... I really hope that somebody who's a lesser known name can work that their way into that conversation. Like how rad would it be? Like if Eklund went to the all-star game I, I, at this point, I, I, I think he's, I don't even know that I would say the dark horse, <laughs> you know, maybe mm-hmm. if hurdle and Eklund finally get time together consistently, you know? a lot of people, a lot of people in the chat are saying that Zetterlin, I mean, he had what, he is like two of the last three goals or whatever for the Sharks <laughs> coming exactly. into the uh, Pittsburgh game. So, yeah, I mean, it could be. I it's mean, like, dude, li- like, literally, it's like you're the best of the worst. I literally, like I said it earlier, dude, Eklund and Zetterlin are the Sharks MVPs this year. I know it's early. I know they've been bad, but they're the MVPs this year, if you ask me. <laughs> Sharks are not allowed at the All-Star game. I like that. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Speaking of it, let's get to our hero in zero. For these, I mean, good fucking luck, dude. Go ahead. (laughs) 
So last week, uh, as you all may recall, for my hero, I had a two-pack. It was Eklund and Zetterlin because they were the only ones who were either contributing offense or gen- or attempting to generate offense or playing like they gave a shit, right? Sure. And as I alluded to at the top of the show, my two-pack for hero is rolling over again this week. It's William Eklund and it's Fabian Zetterlin because, to me, they are the only players, in the case of Zetterlin, scoring, and in the case of Eklund, generating scoring chances and the only ones playing like they give a shit. Mm-hmm. And I do give an honorable mention to the goalies only because they've had so much mud flung at them. That is undeserved. <sighs> Completely agree. My, my hero for this, it would out of the Vancouver game. I'm like, Oh, this is easy. It's mm-hmm. Kevin LeBanc sure. finally got a start. He picked up a, uh, a point on the goal. The that one goal that they scored when it was ten nothing, right? <laughs> right. However, despite getting an assist on that goal, he was scratched last night. So I'm kind of like, hmm. <coughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm just gonna stick with LeBanc because it's like, you know what? There were two games. Sharks gave up twenty goals. He got pounded. He only uh, he was only around for ten of them. So good on you. Who's your <laughs> who's your zero? Everybody that's not the two guys I listed for my hero. Uh, actually, no. I apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer on the fly. My zero, and it's definitely short term. Things can change. My zero currently is Mike Greer for not allowing Henry Thrun and Thomas Bortolo to play on this team. <sighs> and Jacob Peterson. Spicy meatball, baby. I love it. Um, my zero for the week, look, I, you know, I don't mean to, I'm not going to call the person out by name, Do but let, let's just, no, I don't want to because they're not here to defend themselves. Sure. Um, but there, let's just say that there is a particular podcast that, uh, let's just say is, um, and website that, uh, actually comes out of an area that is very, very close to where hockey jerker is right now. Mm. and uh you know once it got to the point where they're getting pumped 10 10 nothing or whatever decides to come in and go you know let's look at our friends up in san jose i mean it was just a straight troll job it's like dude you're coming off uh you know you cover a team that just won the cup in six seasons you, well you're... dude <laughs> It's, it, remember, remember me, when Mark? It was just, it was just like, dude, that's the what's the opposite of BDE because you just showed it. Yeah, it, it, it well, dude, remember when Mark Stone was skating around the ice with the cup, and they were like, yeah, but remember Game Seven? Remember <laughs> the major penalty? Like, dude, like those guys, like they're real nice guys. Like the few interactions I've had with them, they're nice guys. Yes, but the the crying and complaining about things that have to do with the Sharks is, it's just, it's weird. More than anything, it's weird. The fact like, that they refer to it as not a the not a penalty or the not yeah, a major, like just, it's like, like just just worry about yourself. Yeah, let it go. Uh, but I I'm rolling a two pack for this one. Um, this goes back to the social media stuff from earlier, dude. I'm so tired of the you're not a real fan if crowd. Like do, you know, you want to compare receipts? Have you looked at my fucking office? <laughs> I just I what hate the. 
What did the you're not a real fan crowd say? Oh, it's that, you know, if you don't go to the games, even though they suck and, you know, and still support them, you're not a real fan. And then, you know, and it's like people, you know, people are bitching about Quinn. They're bitching about Greer. They're, you know, they're bitching about everything. But then you always get the people, oh, I bleed teal no matter what. And it's just, you know, you're not a real fan. You're a fair weather fan. And it's just like, dude, stop telling other people how to fucking fan. Just like you just said, mind your business. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, whip it out. It, uh, by having my home office decorated with Sharks paraphernalia and uh, doing a weekly podcast about the Sharks despite living 500 miles away, does that make me a real fan? I just want to check. No, you live way too far away from San Jose to be a real fan. Oh, All right, guys. See you later. Yep. <laughs> and there he goes. Hi, Bob. I see, a, <laughs> I see a new name in the chat. Hi, Bob. Bob Fred. Love that. Um, I know. Oh, I also wanted to call out another thing. And, and again, this isn't me trying to be a dick. I'm just, I have eyes. Sometimes I notice things. The Sharks ran a promotion a few, like at the beginning of last month. Uh, clearly what seems to be a move that says, we're clearing out the stealth jerseys, baby. Uh, you, I, I think we're all under the assumption the Sharks are going to release a new alternate jersey sometime this season. They Doug Benz all but admitted it to Shane a year ago. But the Sharks rolled out multiple emails, believe me, I get them, and said, available until October 31st, online only, and then on Halloween. So last day to purchase stealth jerseys. I just want to let you know, in case you might have missed any of those 800 emails, they're still available on the website. You can go get them. Interestingly enough, not discounted, but the jerseys before the Evolve ones, those are discounted. Hmm. I, I I assume that we're in all sizes are available. I'm assuming that the equipment sale or the store clean out thing, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of stealth stuff because there was certainly a lot of re uh, reverse retro, re whatever it was, 2.0. But an odd article in the Mercury yesterday about the whole downtown West project that will inevitably impact SAP center. The headline said Google and Lend Lease end development packs, including downtown San Jose project. Google says quote downtown West in San Jose and other huge Bay area projects will proceed. But the reason why I'm calling this out, it sounds as though the city and Google are maybe not talking that much because we have one line in the article. It says Google said it was reassessing the development timeline for downtown West. It set off speculation. The tech giant might back out of the project. The company has not specified a new timeline. Then later in the article, Mayor Matt Mayon says, this news doesn't change Google's commitment to San Jose or their timeline. What timeline? They just said they don't have one. I have a feeling that at some point, dude, that downtown West, Pro Google's going to be like, well, that was fun. And just <laughs> get out of it, dude. They're going to sell the land to somebody else for, you know, 20% more than what they paid for it. Ugh. Uh, let's see. Big Bird. AJ, how do you like the current gear? Well, for all the people who sit there and go, oh, 
The black jerseys were cursed. What do you think about these? They, they uh, over two over a season and eleven games. <clears throat> over what is that? So how many uh, how many home games they played so far? Six, five. Uh, too many. Six. Um, yeah, no six. <laughs> so six games plus the forty-one last year. Mm-hmm. That's forty-seven. Am I correct? Yep. All right. Forty-seven games. They've won eight of those home games. It's weird. I don't hear anybody bitching about the New Jersey's being cursed. Well, it's like we said the first show of the year, you know, uh, the Sharks did a lot of losing in the inaugural jersey, so we should all hate those. Yeah, despite them being rated the best in the league. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Hurdle's still stuck at five points, right? Uh, no, he is at seven now. Oh, he's at seven. Well, you know, you know who has ten? Joe Pavelski. <laughs> I just like to put that in there. Uh, finally, Patrick Marlowe had his jersey retired by the Seattle Thunderbirds on Friday night. Just the second player in their history with that honor. And last night, and uh, big shout-outs to Ian Reed, who was there. The Sioux Greyhounds retired Joe Thornton's jersey. And if you want to see uh, a little little bit of that content, hit us up, Teal Town USA on the Twitter. And again, uh, big ups to uh, Ian getting that for us. It's awesome. Now, I know you're going to have some things to say. Uh, Moving on to the NHL at large, the NHL announced that the team that (laughs) plays in a city called Ottawa will forfeit a first-round draft pick for their role in the July 2021 trade of Yevgeny Dadanov from the Senators to the Golden Knights and the subsequent invalidated March 2022 Dadanov trade between the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks. Ottawa, I'm sorry, Ottawa will forfeit its first round draft pick in one of either the 24, 25, or 26 drafts. The determination as to which pick will be forfeited will be made by Ottawa within 24 hours of the conclusion of the draft lottery for that year. Um, you know, and then Doreen gets a pink slip and everything like that. But I do believe we have a little image to show about Ottawa and this whole announcement. Have at it, my friend. (laughs) So I I think it's worth mentioning just right off the top. Ottawa absolutely should be punished for what transpired here. Now, there's been a lot of conversations about why no trade and no movement clauses aren't registered with the NHL and why they're kept private between the player, the team and the agent. I think that's a totally valid conversation to have. And I think it, it, I think trade protections should be registered with the league. The only problem, the reason why they're not is because shit gets leaked and Mm -hmm. you can't have people's feelings getting hurt like that. So I understand why they're not (laughs) registered, but I do personally think they should be. That said, if they were registered, this wouldn't have happened. I do think that Ottawa absolutely deserved to be punished. You traded away a player who had contractually negotiated trade protection, and you didn't communicate that to the team you were, you were sending them to. You've jammed the player up, you've jammed the acquiring team up, and you jammed yourself up because you lost a first-round pick. All of that said, I do think forfeiting a first-round pick I think it is a bit steep only because I don't think it was intentional circumvention. I think it was more, uh, you know, short-sighted incompetence. 
you know, like I don't I don't think Ottawa was like, yeah, fuck Vegas. We're going to keep this from him. I think somebody just screwed up and made a mistake. And I think a punishment is deserved, but I think a first round pick is a bit extreme. I also think the first round pick is very extreme when you compare it to the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks were fined two million dollars. Which which they made in tickets once they got Bedard. Right. The Blackhawks were fined only $2 million for burying a sexual assault 13 years ago. And I there were some stupid idiots who replied to that tweet you have on the screen who said, oh, um, the, uh, the player didn't want to draw attention to themselves. If you read every article written about it, go read Rick Westhead's work. You know, people who people who are victims of these crimes, they don't stay quiet because they don't want to ruffle feathers and they don't want to cause problems. They stay quiet because they're afraid and they don't feel like they have the power to speak up. And, you know, we saw again, I believe it was yesterday, there's conversations about uh, potentially another victim within the Chicago Blackhawks organization. And so I, I think, again, as I said at the beginning, Ottawa Definitely deserve to be punished for this. And two years ago when Arizona did improper scouting tactics, I think they should be deserved to be punished as well. But the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks were punished significantly less for what they did, I think it's it, – it, frankly, it, 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 it makes the NHL look like a sham, like a clown car operation where they have to protect one of their crown jewels in terms of a, a television and, and hockey market. And I think it's embarrassing. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done 10, 20, 30 years down the road, when all the people who were decision makers in the NHL at this time that have in those later years when they all retire and they move on, I think they'll think back and they'll say, wow, we really fucked this one up and we should feel like shit for it. Yeah. Well, and then speaking of Chicago, they have um, made a change to their logo. Uh, if you'll notice, uh, <laughs> because Chicago's really good at um, looking the other way. Right. If you know, you know. All right, let's lighten it up here. The NHL released their stadium series logos. Oh, dude. I love this. Dude, that logo for New Jersey, tight logo, dude. Yeah. Okay, well, the state outline in there, you got the stadium in the back. I mean, just really well done. I mean, I just, you know, <laughs> it's funny to go from A to B here, but on this particular front, stadium series logos, I don't think the NHL's ever missed. I'm I'm not saying that they've missed, but it just it pisses me off that the first 3 are identical. Um fair. You but know? I but you but you also have to remember that the first three all happened in the same season, so it made uh, sense that it okay. made sense that the branding would be the same. Well, maybe you could have changed the coloring a little bit to sure. You know that's fair. But, that's fair. Yeah. And then you know the Minnesota and the Colorado again, same year. So I get it. But I think my point being is that it's clear they could do some very cool stuff. And it just bums me out that the like both the NFL have fallen into this trap, NHL falls into it, where the you know the Stanley Cup patch it's the same goddamn logo every year. Just change out the the number. Like it would be cool if there was some way just to tweak it just a little bit to make it stand out for that particular season, aside from a year. 
mm-hmm. you know. But uh, oh boy, let's go to the tweet of the week, shall we? And uh, if you watched our show January of 2022, this might seem familiar. <laughs> it 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 just might. If we can, uh, t- Stephen, thank you. Score big with junk. <laughs> junk pickup at no cost. Here's Vlasic. Here's some junk. Now, a lot of people made jokes about this on, on the social media, hitting up the sharks and everything like that. And I, I saw some comments like, I can't believe the sharks would do this. And Oh, my God. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, were you not paying attention to us January of last year? Because we were talking about this. This year, this new year, get rid of old junk. Here's a photo of Eric Carlson. I mean, they ran the same, same ad, but oh boy, you, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I mean, I know you were talking about the whole, shall we say lack of marketing on certain things. That one I think needs to get a re a rethink. Well, it, it's just, <laughs> and again, I think, excuse me. I think that they're like what they're trying to do. Like I give them props for trying to, you know, engage with the community and so because you know, like think about it too, like like you know the um, trash pickup. That's an important industry, and those are important workers. So it's kind of cool that the sharks are being like, hey, you know, we're supporting this industry and all this kind of stuff. But the way that they've communicated that message is just like it's considering everything going on with the sharks. Like they really didn't give it much thought before, you know, sending that through the approval process. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. We're almost out of here. Take it easy. Oh, man. If you thought the sharks had it rough, oof. Cuda spit a split, <laughs> spit, split a pair in Calgary this week. They're still ninth place in their division with only two wins. However, Daniil Gushin is your prospect of the week. Currently leads the Cuda with 13 points in nine games. Do you think perhaps Chief gets a call-up with four Sharks games on the schedule this week? Again, and I go back to what you were saying where it's like, it can't get any worse. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, again, you, you need to, like, you should be rotating out younger players. You should be giving guys who step up in your AHL squad a chance. Right. The, I, I think the sharks, I don't know. I, I, I truthfully think the sharks would be stupid to not give him a chance just because again, as I've said, it can't get any worse, you know, but also the whole point is to integrate young players into the lineup. So why not do exactly that? I know. So follow Teal Town USA, Ian Reed and sharks jewels on Twitter for those live tweets and gifts during most Barracuda games. And uh, that way you can learn a little bit more. So, prize time. Do <laughs> we have a winner? And what the hell? <laughs> what, what what was the? Uh, how, how did you have to win? What was it? It was a, it was a well, combined save percentage, right? Because I thought we did that the week before. Well, uh, okay. So I'll just give you. You know, it's week three of the prizes. All right. So we'll just give a full recap. I know. So week one was the opening weekend prize pack. It was the bobblehead. It was the I, the bobblehead, I believe, was the hurdle one. Yes. Sir. Uh, the jersey was Uprising, I believe. Yep. Um, and then uh, we had the lunchbox, the retro lunchbox, which 
all things on the side. I think the retro lunchbox, I think, is so cool. Look at look, it's it's packed. It's is that the op- that's the opening weekend prize pack? Yeah. So you've uh, yeah. So yeah, you're show, show you're, us. You're uprising. Uh, you know, still sealed. I'm not going to unwrap still, it. Still in the packaging. Look at uh, that. The uh, the hurdle bobblehead. Still in the packaging. Of course. And uh, your groovy little lunchbox still. Look at that. See? So we got so so for those who maybe have missed it or who forgotten, um, we so there's one of those each going out to CL and the Greece. They were our week one prize winners. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, just know that you're gonna get your goodies very soon. Yes. There was a bit of a there was a bit of a snafu at, at uh, shipping and receiving, but we're taking care of it. Um, yeah, we've stopped working with fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then last week it was it was miss I called it mystery box number one just because you were a bit coy on what's going in there. Oh, and that's um, the way it's going to be for the most part. Fair enough. So uh, last week uh, the winner was our buddy Jerry F. Um, so we're and we also had a fake winner, uh, Brandon Workman, because I don't know how to do math. So, oh, yes. So, again, two quote unquote winners from last week as well. Um, this week, for we'll call it mystery box number two, um, this week we only have one winner this time. I hope. Um, <laughs> oh, if, man. Here we go if again. I, if, if, I've done ma- if I've done the math wrong, I may need to just resign from the podcast. <laughs> but so the question was, in a long winded way of asking your question, answering your question, excuse me, what would be the combined shots on goal for the Sharks against Vancouver on Thursday and against Pittsburgh on Saturday. So against the Canucks, the Sharks had 31 shots on goal. Against the Penguins, the Sharks had 26 shots on goal. And again, like for, you, 57. for your math majors out there, that is 57 shots on goal. Your winner, there was only one, your winner who predicted 55 shots on goal and I apologize in advance if I say the name incorrectly. If I do, please tell me how to say it correctly. Uriel Q, our buddy. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Yep. Uh, shout out. Uh, I already have the address in hand um, for shipping. So, and they are a longtime listener, longtime tweeter, longtime giveaway player, first time winner. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, so... so we dig that. So that's mystery box number two. AJ is going to determine what's going in there. Uh, absolutely. Um, where where do we go this week? Well, okay. So week one was penalties drawn, or I guess power plays had, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Week week two was combined save percentage. Week three was shots on goal. So oh, how about okay? So for this week, how about we do um, shots allowed? Okay, I like that. Yeah, kind of kind of extends us out to the next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but four games coming up. Yep. All right, so that's that's what we're doing. So for the games against uh, who the hell did I say we were playing against? <laughs> Philadelphia, Edmonton, Ve- Vegas, and Anaheim, right? Yeah, Philly, Edmonton, Vegas, and Anaheim. Four games for the Sharks this week. Combined over those four games, how many shots on goal will the Sharks allow in those four games? So there you go. Uh, closest without going over. Yep. 
Email hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com with your answers, which must be submitted by 6 p.m. Pacific this Tuesday. What's the date on that? The 7th? November, November 7th. There you go. So 2023. <laughs> so, yes. 6 o'clock Pacific, Tuesday, November 7th. We will announce the winner next week. And um, look, we're, we're going to keep doing this until the uh, end of the season. This is the one thing that we can, you know, like, hey, it hasn't been a lot of joy to watch this team this season. But, hey, you know what? Every Sunday you come on, you join us, you find out what the question is. And, hey, you got the opportunity to win something. But, and, uh, you know, speaking of winning, I do believe I won myself another bet this week. I don't know what you're talking about. Last Sunday, you said the Sharks would nab two or more points this past week in these two games. They, in fact, did not, sir. So we're up to 20 bucks now. Which you, you, you. I, I'm happy. I'm happy for. <laughs> I'm happy for you that you've strung together some wins. But you, you, you have to admit that at least half of your wins are happy accidents. Oh, I mean, well, I don't know, dude. I, well, okay. dude, I, I think Cunning probably you had a shot. Me, when you said you, three, when you said the Sharks are going to go three and one. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that one was a bit fraudulent on my part. Yeah. But and, and the you, EK if, thing, I think, could have went either way. But if you, correct. But if you were going to sit here and tell me that, you know, two months ago, you thought the Sharks would be, if you're, you thought the Sharks would be, you know, what, what even are they? Are, you know, zero, <laughs> 10 and one, zero, 10 and one. If you, if you told me that you thought that at the beginning of the season, you are a liar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to uh, win some of this back. Oh, I I have okay. a new bet. I have a new bet for you. So there are 35 home games left. I'm gonna let you set the over under as you do. Will the how many games will the Sharks play out of the remaining 35 where they give out tacos? For those of you who don't know, oh, that means the Sharks <laughs> have to score four goals or more for that to happen gosh okay so you're talking about for the rest of the season for right? the rest of 35 games left at home how many how many of those games were they will they score four or more goals yes i i in my mind i have what i think the over under is i'm dying to hear what your take is mm. i'm gonna look up some stats really quick talk about something else ah uh. All right, well, the Sharks will play four games this week, including, as I said, Philadelphia, Edmonton, Vegas, and Anaheim. If there was ever a time to get a win, you'd think it'd be then, but I think we might have said that over the last two weeks. So uh, the game against Anaheim, as you may know, happens next Sunday. What does that mean? Pucknologists no. take over. Boo. <laughs> Boo. What time is that game at? So that's a five o'clock start. So that means we're okay. probably going to be right. good, you know, close to uh, coming on probably quarter to eight ish. I can, I can deal with that. I think. All right. So that's that's the deal for uh, for next Sunday. Our first, I think that's our first pucknologist. Oh yeah, because the the Capitals one was so early. So yeah, our first pucknologist takeover. So, uh. 
Puck guy, Ian, Landy, Jules, Dana, uh, you know, enjoy your night off. Uh, there you go. So, uh, oh, have you reached your over under? Or do I need to share some more news? Nope. I, I got it. I believe. <laughs> Out of in, 35 in the rema- in the remainder in the remainder of this NHL hockey season, thirty five home games remaining. Yeah, the Sharks will score four or more goals. At least seven times. Boy, that's a spicy meatball. At least seven. At least seven. Uh, okay, um, I'm going to take the under. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'll, I'll be, this is my moment. The $20 I owe AJ, I'm getting it all back right here. <laughs> oh, is, is that how we're rolling it? No, we don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So over under is seven out of the remaining 35. Everybody checking us out right now in the uh, uh, live. Put put You're yours in. Write that down, right? Uh, yeah. Write that, write that shit down. But um, I'm, I'm interested to know the people with us live in the in the chat. Well, if you had to put money on that, what are you betting? Do you? So I th- guess. So I guess if I think it'll be seven or more, I guess that means the line would be six and a half. Yes. So over over under six and a half home games where they score four or more goals. There you go. That's the best way to ask that question. So what? Yeah, the people uh, with us. I'm interested. Put put. You know, you bet in the if it, if the line is six and a half out of the remaining thirty five. Ooh, give me your numbers. Uh, let's see, under <laughs> Sharks Jewels, under 100%. <laughs> wow, a lot of people saying under. Okay, Dude, all right, that's I'm, fair. Yeah, I'm hammering the under, bro. Here, can, I, can I give you my inspiration for coming up with that? Sure, absolutely. Now, I know the Sharks are where they are right now. I, I completely understand that. I, I'm waiting for the one hero to come in in the chat and take the over, but go ahead. So... Here's the thing to keep in mind. Regardless of what's happened up to this point, the Sharks forwards as a group are better than they are than last season. And last season, between home and away games, so out of 82, last season the Sharks scored four or more goals 25 times. How many of those games included Timo Meyer? Fair point. I don't know. (laughs) Run the numbers. Get back to us next week. (laughs) (laughs) before we close out the show i do want to extend some thank yous to some people that left some very nice comments on our last couple of uh, podcasts phantom said i love this podcast i'm the beat plug that's that's a choice for a handle my my buddy (laughs) love the aj jerk combo mikey j said there is a reason you guys are my favorite podcast ian perry with Possibly the all-time best comment ever. Got married today. Still couldn't resist watching the podcast today. <laughs> and, you're brave, dude. That's all I'll say. You're very brave. Uh, yeah, you're. Oh, whoever married you must. Phew, that's very understanding. Uh, Jay Clark said, "This is my favorite Sharks podcast on the internet." So, um, are there podcasts that aren't on the internet? I don't know. Uh, but totally appreciate the kind words. Great to hear that we're some people's favorite, and uh, especially now that there's like 17 Sharks podcasts to choose from. I also want a, uh, a send a huge shout out. Spittin' Chicklets. The, these are, I don't know if you know this, Jerk, they have a slightly, ever so slight, 
slightly larger audience than we do. I don't know if you know that. Okay. But they, uh, about a week and a half ago, towards the end of their show, uh, they, they have a, a grind my gears kind of a thing, you know, what pisses me off type of a deal. And um, they, they called out fanatics in a big way. Everybody on the show, even, dude, even uh, Biz Nasty, like they all piled on. But they, they called out the, uh, the Fanatic Sucks account and just tore Fanatics a new one saying, you know, how the hell does the NHL, you know, this 10-year fucking deal? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Dana's a hero. She's taking the over. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I hear you, this story that you're telling right now about Spit and Chicklets mentioning the Fanatics. Mm-hmm. You know what? When you're telling this story, you know what it makes me think of? What's that? That meme where it's like heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> yeah. That's what comes to mind when I hear you tell it. Yeah, story. I don't love everybody over there. There's a couple guys over there that I think are okay. I don't know that I like any of them, but that's fair. All right. So, I mean, it, it, there's, you know, there's definitely a lot of East Coasters over there that like to, uh, you know, pop off a little. Uh, but boy, if only like Panyota, LeBron, Wazinski, Friedman, the other big names, God, light them up, people. So, on Twitter, you can follow him at Hockey underscore Jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore Strong. And remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Leave your comments if you weren't here with us live. And remember, you can find links to our social media, all that stuff, the podcast apps, and more. They're always in the show notes. And you can get everything on TealTownUSA.com. Again, if you want access to that VIP Discord party, hit up the Hockey underscore Jerk on the Tweety. And, uh, hey... Don't forget our buddies who run after dark following every single Sharks game this season. Oh, any parting shots before we get out of here, Jerk? This is uh, this might be the shortest show we've ever done. Good. <laughs> You're like, remember that next week after Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Uh, you know when it. You know, when it comes to not the podcast, but just the sharks in general, because I think you and I are both in agreement that as bad as this team is, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Um, So I guess my final words are we'll see what happens next. Um, I did want to point out, shout out to Ian in the chat. Uh, Felix, our buddy, did an article about... um, the new sort of movement on wearing neck guards uh, in hockey across the world. Um, Definitely give that a read. I love the takes that Felix brings to the table in his articles. And as an aside, do whatever you want, but I personally am considering buying a neck guard. So my recommendation is you should do the same if you play hockey at any level. I'm just saying, I, you know, (laughs) this brought to you by stamps.com. Well, no, because I mean, because I think about it, because I think about it like this, you know, like obviously I have a wife and, you know, but I, you know, I have a wife, I have animals, I have, you know, I want, I'm going to have kids someday, you know, I would hate to not be there for them because I bled out on a Tuesday at midnight. You know what I mean? Big time. Playing, playing adult league hockey. Yeah. So just something to think about. Ah. Um, for me, the Sharks have, uh, they've scored one goal in seven of 11 games. Including two shutouts. Which is wild. (laughs) (laughs) 
they get worse as the game goes on. They've allowed 12 goals in the first, 15 in the second, 17 in the third. The one thing you could kind of hang your hat on last season was the penalty kill. It was essentially, especially once Meyer was gone, like it was, it was the one thing you can say, well, at least that is working for us. Penalty kill is now 32nd. For those of you who don't know, there are only 32 teams in the league. Last I looked, the net PK, that's now in the basement. Last season, the Sharks averaged 2.33 goals per game. Right now, after, <laughs> after running the numbers, they're at half a point per game. And uh, the previous two seasons, in 21-22, the Sharks, 5.13 points per game. Last season, 5.43 points per game. Again, a team that had Timo Meyer on it. Right now, the Sharks are 1.78 points per game. And obviously, trending downward. Will the Sharks put the no in November? As in no wins, no defense, no trust, no fun. No like playing here. I'm I'm scared to ask. <laughs> I'm t- I, I I said it I think you would vouch for me. I said very early on. And I you know, and this is not me trying to pat myself on the back. But I you know, I said it kind of jokingly, you know. Watch the Sharks going to put the O in October. Fuck me. Here we are. <laughs> Man. All right. So, there's going to be four games this week. If uh, I, I would say if the if the Sharks don't find a win this week, I don't know. Do you think Quinn's still here? I'm not saying rightly or wrongly. I'm just saying it, it, at some point there's going to be a price that has to be paid. Quinn perhaps gets scapegoated. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be the wrong decision to fire him just because the on ice product is not his fault. But at the same time, like like we talked about earlier, if the Sharks players refuse to listen to him, he's got to go, you know? And along the same lines, yep. how are you feeling about John McCarthy? Two wins, ninth place with the Barracuda. Admitted, admittedly, I'm not as dialed into the Barracuda as, one, as I once was. But in talking to Jules and Ian and Kevin and Mark, they are... I'll say bearish on John McCarthy and it, it is concerning when you consider how many young guys are now with the Barracuda and how many young guys will be with the Barracuda as the years go on. I'm going to give some, from what I understand, something stinks. Yeah. That's, it's a lot of weird shit going on. I don't know, man. I mean, the the couch situation, you know, there's definitely, and then there's been some behind the scenes stuff. You know, the people that make the sausage all of a sudden seem jacked to be there. And then a couple of weeks later, weren't anymore. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is, but um, I'm going to leave the, uh, the final word with Ian Reed, who says if the sharks lose by five plus goals all week, I mean, what do you do? Uh, I guess we're going to find out the answer to that question next Sunday when we see you again. Have a great night, everybody.
people say that. 